on slate. I'm not going to lie. I'm sick and tired of it, man. I am absolutely sick and tired of it. I'm starting my video like this 99% of the time. I can confidently say, so I've ran, I've ran awful, you know, in my DFS career. But this last month, last month or so, I can, I can say I've never ran worse. It is literally massive foul trouble or an injury 99% of the slates, dating back to the preseason. It is absolutely unbelievable. Not only does the Sabonis massive foul trouble again prevent me from cashing in tournaments, I also get hooked on prize picks and lose $400 because of it. Scotty Barnes, easily over. Paul George, easily over. This, this, this stretch has got to end soon. I know it does. Um, I'm still up in DFS this year. I'm still way up on prize picks. I've been profitable sports betting DFS last four or five years. It, it's going to end. It's going to end. But this stretch, man, I'm not going to lie. It's taken it a little bit of a toll on me. It's, it's just like I even said it before the slate started. I was like, can I, can I just get some bonus to not get in foul trouble for the 100th straight game? And sure enough, he gets in massive foul trouble again. And this is not like it's Jaron Jackson Jr. Like, Sabonis is, like, league average. Like, he's not like a guy that gets in foul trouble a lot. He has literally been in foul trouble every single slate so far. And he comes in at low ownership because of it. And the people get the faded get bailed out again. It's just, oh, my gosh. When I saw him pick up that third foul pretty early in the second quarter, whew, I was on straight. Dude, I was absolutely furious. Furious. Um, and, the, and a little salt in the wound, too. A little salt in the wound. Uh, Chubb falls into the end zone twice. It's like, okay. okay. You know what? Okay. Whatever. Whatever. So, um, yeah, guys, just, just a little bit unreal. Tired of dealing with the BS every night. It'll end soon. Um, I've had, what, one slate so far, I think, without the BS. Cash easily um, in GPs. That was the night with, uh, with Townhorn Tucker. Um, going for one fantasy point. Um, but uh, yeah, just quite unreal at this point. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about this four-game slate. So if you guys are looking for more enough content, go check out my Patreon. That is linked down below. And then PrizePix is the sponsor. Make sure you use the code DKDFS. That'll give you 100% match up to $100. All right, it's a four-game slate. We have Golden State and Miami. Uh, Golden State, I hate Steve Kerr and this bench. It's just so incredibly frustrating trying to figure out where the minutes are going to go. So it's just like, on a small slate, we'll talk about it, but it's really hard to trust anyone on the Golden State Warriors bunch. As far as starters go, Steph Curry, I think, is a solid GBP play. I don't think he'll get a ton of ownership. Um, he hasn't really got a ton of ownership yet this year, but I'm always intrigued by him for GPPs. Wiggins has kind of cooled off last couple games, but uh, he's still at a reasonable price there at 6.9. Jordan Poole had a massive game last game, but now we have Clay Thompson coming back. So Jordan Poole should shift, shift back to that, like, 25 to 30 minute range, which makes him, in my opinion, a little bit overpriced. Not out of play, but a little overpriced. Draymond Green is 5'7. I think he's a pretty safe play. Um, should play 25 to 30 minutes. A guy that can stuff the stat sheet. So 
Uh, yeah, like Draymond, Clay Thompson, 5'5". You can try to, you know, kind of buy low on him. He has also shot really, really bad. But minutes have still been solid. He played 32 minutes last game against Charlotte. Um, again, that game did go to overtime. But, um, yeah, you can always consider a guy like Clay Thompson and GPPs. Below that, you have the two centers. Looney, definitely safer than Wiseman. Looney, probably going to play, you know, low to mid-20s minutes. I'm okay with him for value. If you wanted to go for the tournament, pivot it as Wiseman, who is the better point per minute guy of the two. But the minutes have been ticking down on him, 14, 5, and then 13. And then the bench, I mean, if you want to take a shot, Moses Moody and hope he makes the shots you can. Um, he probably plays like 50, somewhere in the neighborhood of like 15 to 20 minutes. Michael Green at, you know, probably going to play around 15 to 20 minutes. He's okay, I guess. Kamingo saw a little bit of run last game. He had basically been out of the rotation before that. You're seeing Ty Jerome playing minutes. Uh, it's just on a small slate, I, I had to bring up everyone, but there's no one I feel confident in off the bench. On the Miami side, so Miami running a pretty tight rotation, and now they get a really good matchup against Golden State. has been playing very, very fast. I like a lot of Miami again. Um, so last slate that Miami played Golden State, like everyone was low owned. I was like, I was pushing the Miami Heat, the main four guys, and everyone smashed besides Hero that night. So Jimmy Butler, 8.4K. Been a little bit quiet this year outside that Golden State game, but again, this is an up-tempo game, 8.4K. Um, I think he's a totally fine option there. I think Bam at a bio feels too cheap going up against his Golden State front court. Uh, he is also playing huge minutes right now. 38 minutes in back-to-back games. I do like some Bam. A Tyler Hero, 7-2. Uh, you know, he's also playing mid-30s minutes. Um, of course, again, I play him here. The next night, 34 real-life points. 34. A hero's definitely in play. Lowry, 6-1. I mean, he's also going to play like 35 minutes. He's a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. Um, he has shown a floor at times, but the main four guys in all look pretty good for Miami, and I still have some interest in Max Struess as well. Uh, he's playing pretty big minutes on the bench. 37, 30, 28, 32, 34 minutes. So should see around 30 minutes. He's a sh- uh, decent shooter. He's actually a decent rebounder as well. So um, I do kind of like Struess off the bench. If you wanted to go to a Caleb Martin, I think it's fine. You're probably going to get 25 or so minutes. I think I like the ceiling a bit more, though, on Struess. Gabe Vincent's playing that backup point guard role. He's playing somewhere around, you know, 20 minutes. I think he's okay at that price. And then I'm not really going to mess with Duncan Robinson or Dwayne Dedman. Chicago, Brooklyn. So Chicago, uh, we got a lot of news from on here. Levine, Io, and Kobe White all questionable. If they all miss, then, I mean, there's a lot to like here for Chicago in a great matchup. DeRozan and Vooch would run the offense. They would both look really, really good. And then, you know, guys like Caruso and Drogic would have to play big minutes at the guard position. So um, would be a lot to like there for Chicago um, if they're all out. So, yeah, DeRozan, 8-5. Again, he would probably be the number one on offense. He's been a little bit quiet over the last five games. Vucevic has put up a couple big, big games, and now he gets the Nets front court. So, again, those two guys look good if they're all out. Um, and then, again, Crusoe, Drogic. And even if, like, if all these guys are out, you can start considering these secondary options. Like, it's gross, but, like, Javante Green at 3-5 could see some more minutes. Patrick Williams has not been great, but he's a guy that could see more minutes if all these guys are out. Um, they could, you know, give Derek Jones Jr. a little bit more run. So, I mean, there would be a lot to like it for Chicago if all these guys are out. Now, if they're all in... Then I think like the top three guys for Chicago are all solid plays. I don't know if there'd be any standouts though. Iowa at five four would just look okay. Russo would look decent off the bench, but there wouldn't be any standouts. So Chicago, definitely the team that we got to keep an eye on news. Um, and it is the early game, so we will get that before lock, which is nice. Moving on to Brooklyn. So Brooklyn, Ben Simmons missed last game, and you saw a pretty big bump there for for Simmons or for uh, KD and Kyrie, just because. They uh, kind of boosted their floor, handling the ball more. You had seven assists for KD. 
Kyrie, I think, had five or six assists. He had six assists. So those two do get a pretty big bump if there's no Ben Simmons. So if Ben Simmons is out again, I mean, I like the two Nets stars a lot in KD and Kyrie. And then Nick Claxton also saw a bump. I talked about this on Patreon, how I thought that Nick Claxton's minutes would go up, and they did. Uh, because ben, they would go, you know, Brooklyn could go small if Ben Simmons was out there. But without Ben Simmons, he saw 31 minutes from Nick Claxton. He had a really, really solid game. So if he stays out of foul trouble, there's no Ben Simmons, he would look okay. You know what you're getting from Royce O'Neal. He's a big part of this rotation. He's playing huge minutes. Um, so he's totally fine there. And then if Ben Simmons is, and Ben Simmons and Seth Curry are out again, then you can you can throw like Joe Harris in the mix for value 4K, played 29 minutes last game. He's scoring dependent, but... He would be viable. I just don't think I could even mess with guys like Mills or Edmund Sumner, Marquise Morris, Yuta Gotenabe. Don't think I could go to any of those guys. Um, if Ben Simmons is in, then definitely downgrade KD and Kyrie. They would still be in play, though, for tournaments. Ben Simmons himself would look okay. It would be a downgrade to Claxton and then would take Joe Harris out of play for me. So Ben Simmons news also important. Orlando and OKC. Big news here is Jalen Suggs. He's currently questionable. Um, if he plays, he should shift into the starting lineup, and you should see Bull Bull move back to the bench. If he misses, they're going to start that big lineup with Bull Bull uh, in the uh, starting lineup, most likely. Um, so Jalen Suggs' news is pretty important. If he misses, again, you're going to see point Franz Wagner, who's been pretty disappointing over the last couple of games, but he would be an okay option bounce-back candidate. Carter Jr., uh, big zone up against the Thunder. I mean, I think he would look pretty good. And then probably the guy looking at the most ownership will be Paolo Bancaro. Had an off game last game, but... He has flashed a pretty high uh, ceiling uh, this year. So main three guys, I think all look pretty good. And then for some reason, Bull Bull was low on last night. I was really shocked how low on he was. And he absolutely smashed that very little ownership. Uh, went for a double-double with three blocks. I mean, if there's no Suggs and Bull Bull starts, I, I think he's still too cheap. And it's nice he has small forward, power forward eligibility as well. The other magic, though, a little bit tough to get to anyone else. I mean, Hampton, if there's no Suggs, will play like probably around 20 minutes off the bench. But he feels a little pricey. Terrence Ross, minutes have been ticking down a bit. He's still been playing about 25 or so minutes. You can consider him in a tournament. Chumo Kiki would be playable off the bench to 29, 25 minutes. So with Terrence Ross, minutes kind of ticking down. Okiki's minutes have ticked up over the last couple of games. So he would probably be the bench guy I feel the best about. Bamba, you know, should see about 15 or so minutes off the bench. He'll be productive, but... Um, don't know if we have to go there, um, but yeah, in, in play in a large field tournament. And then if Suggs plays, probably takes Bull Bull out of play for me, or just, you know, tournament only option. And then it really does hurt the rest of the guys we just talked about on the bench. On the Thunder side, so you never like seeing this team on a slate because they run such such a deep rotation. But Shea Gildas Alexander, 9-4, I think looks great. He's going to probably play, you know, mid-30s minutes in competitive game. Uh, so I like him a good amount. The rest of the Thunder, kind of all just secondary plays. Uh, Lou Dort uh, played a lot last game. Again, 35 minutes in regulation. He's fine. Trey Mandel, some foul trouble, only played 26 minutes. That was a little bit disappointing. Uh, Aaron Wiggins, also minutes ticked down. He only played 28 minutes. Pogoshevsky started, but only played 24 minutes. Uh, Baisley is a good point for a guy. His minutes have been ticking up a little bit of late. I do like Baisley if I knew for sure he's going to play like low to mid-20s minutes. But you just never know with the Thunder team. JRE had been like a decent part of the rotation. He barely played last game. Uh, Jalen Williams, I made a post about this on Patreon once we got news that he was in. I, that I liked him for tournaments, and he played 27 minutes and smashed. Jalen Williams actually is a guy that will, will come out and shoot. Um, he looked you know good in the preseason. He was solid in the summer league. So I do have a little bit of interest in Jalen Williams. I don't I can't tell you how many minutes he's gonna play because outside of like Shea and Dort, who on earth knows who's gonna play what for this team? But um, yeah, I like his ceiling. Kenrich Williams' minutes went down. He only played 18 minutes last game. Uscala, uh played a little bit, 12 minutes. 
Uh, you saw a little bit of Jang. You saw a little bit of Yumori. They just run such a deep rotation. It's so frustrating. Like, just stop playing so many guys. So, basically, my take on the Thunder is, is, is the same. Shea, the only guy you can feel really confident in. Dort should see big minutes, but feels priced about right. Maybe a little bit underpriced. The rest are all just going to be tournament plays. And Mann, Wiggins, Pogoshevsky, Baisley, JRE, Jalen Williams, Kenneth Williams, Muscat. Like, it's just hard to, to trust anyone else on this team. And finally, Minnesota and Phoenix. So this one should be a good game here. On the Minnesota side, the top four guys, it's, it's going to be like my same breakdown every night. And I, and I wish I could give you guys a better breakdown, but it's just tough to figure out who it's going to be on a night-to-night basis, right? Cat started slow for the year, but then it's really picked it up of late. Gobert started the year off hot. You know, a couple of big 50 fantasy point games has, has cooled off recently in, you know, 20, mid-20s fantasy points in three of the last four games. Anthony Edwards, he's up. He's down. You have no idea. 50 bomb, 23, 39, 35. Like, he's all over the place, as is D'Angelo Russell. Uh, 19, then 47, then 28, then 42, then 23. So, on a small slate, like, we definitely have to consider these guys, for sure. It's not, If it was, like, a 12-game slate, you know, we could probably avoid Minnesota. But with this being a four-game slate, you got to consider them. And... I just don't like it because you kind of just got to get lucky on the guys that you go to if you're going to play one of the one of the main Minnesota guys or if you play multiple. So like, at and Edwards have been the guys that have played the best of late, but it could very easily be a D'Lo and Gobert game, right? I just never know. So that is the tricky part about Minnesota on this slate. Uh, Jalen Noel finally came back down to earth, shot one of eight shooting, but normally he's a guy that's going to play low twenties minutes off the bench. He's an okay GBP play. McDaniels, you know where you're getting out of him. If he stays out of foul trouble, he should play big minutes. Low usage guy, but again, he's a big part of the rotation. This kind of tough to get to anyone else, to be honest. Slow-mo came back, played 12 minutes. Uh, Torian Prince has been, you know, in the rotation. He played 23 minutes last game. I guess he's fine, uh, 3.3K. McLaughlin is questionable. I believe he missed the last game, last couple of games. Keep an eye on that. That would just be one more body in the rotation. I mean, Nas Reed, I wish you would see more minutes because he's very productive when he's on the court and a guy that won me a lot of money in the preseason, but um, they're just not giving him like any runs. So they have Cat and Go Bear. So um, yeah, that's it for Minnesota. Tough team always to talk about for me. And then finally, the Phoenix Suns. So no DeAndre Ayton. Um, decent match pair against the Timberwolves. So the top two guards don't look pretty good. Booker probably being my favorite at 9K. I'm just a guy that's playing big minutes right now, and, you know, the very clearly go-to guy. Chris Paul is 7'7". He's getting to the point where he's priced about right, but I still think he's a decent option. Should play low to mid-30s minutes. The rest of the Suns, so Bridges and Cam Johnson are both kind of just secondary plays for me. Bridges' price went up to 6.2K, but he's going to play huge minutes. Cam Johnson's minutes have ticked up a little bit of late, 30-plus now in two of the last three games. I think, again... Him and Bridgers are both secondary options for me. The centers will be split between Biombo and Jock Lando. They both seem like okay options. Biombo had five blocks last game. We can't expect that every time. Lando, I mean, both guys actually dealt with foul trouble. Lando's productive, but um, the price points have come up a little bit on both those guys. Not that they're out of play, but I'm not really going to prioritize either of the Phoenix centers. Below that, uh, Torrey Craig is questionable. Again, if he misses, I think it kind of solidifies the minutes for Cam Johnson. Um, of probably around 30, assuming no foul trouble. Campaign, you know what you're going to get out of him. Probably like 15 to 18 minutes. He'll come off the bench and chuck when he's out there. He's played really well last three games, but you can't, you know, expect Campaign to continue to average like almost two fantasy points a minute. Like that's that's not, he's not going to continue to play that well. Um, and then like, I just don't think I can mess with like Damian Lee or Shamit. I guess if Craig's out, these guys could see a couple more minutes, but I just don't know if it's necessary on the slate. So 
Yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the video. Uh, again, just another frustrating night with, with the BS foul trouble. Um, one slate, man. It's really all I ask. It's, it's, it's not too much, right? It's not too much, but hoping, uh, hoping the bad variants can turn around for me. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys have a good night on this one. Again, if you do enjoy, just make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. I do appreciate everyone's support, and I will see you guys in the next one.